This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Forever. When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us Sloppy seconds Oh, diva Our number is 213-536-9180 Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com Now on with the show Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you stupid little Oh my goodness, it's Christmas time already! I'm Big Dipper and that's Meepaw. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meepaw! You keep flipping it. I'm the dyslexic one. Yes, baby. Is it inappropriate? Really? Is it inappropriate for me to self-diagnose myself as dyslexic? Oh, yes, that is inappropriate. But in let's talk world, about it. Okay. I in today's world, I no, see. We're not going around self-diagnosing nothing, Mama. Can I just tell you? Sometimes when I look at words, I the letters literally switch. Someone will be like, "That's spelled wrong," and I'm like, "No, it's not." And I'll like say the letters out loud, and they're like, "No, you inv- you said those two letters wrong." Oh, weird. So when that when when I when that stuff is reflected back to me, I'm like, I know how to read, but sometimes I. I, I'm a very bad speller, and I do write things incorrectly, and I don't know how to spell the word surprise or the word definitely, no matter how hard I try. Surprise. Is it surprise with a R, or is yes, it surprise? It's, it's S-U-R. It's a surprise. And then spell definitely. Oh, that is something I can't. I always spell <laughs> definitely. Or but defiantly. it's definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Listen, when I was a kid, they thought I was dyslexic because I like would read words really messed up but it turned out it was just my adhd i was like skipping ahead oh i like didn't want to be reading so i was just trying to get the end faster kind of like this conversation do you (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) and Um, now we're going to hold on before we do that i just want to ask you a question yes lady maga is coming on the podcast (laughs) No. She agreed last night. I can't. And I would deal like to talk that. to our boss, our special guest, oh our boss, God. to see if it's okay if we do this. No, no, no. That gave me anxiety. Um, I don't want to talk to that person, but I would be willing to talk to that person. I want the Peabody. Okay. The well, all I want to say is today is the 100th episode of Sloppy Second. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yes, today is the 100th, so we have a very special guest with us to celebrate our centennial episode. Oh my gosh, we'll be right back with you after the break. Buy a bed. Okay, welcome back to Sloppy Seconds, and we are very excited to have with us podcast host, network executive, musical artist, possible tattoo haver, and winner of season two of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, it's Alaska Thunderfuck 5000! Oh, hello. Uh, hello. Two, one, three, seven, eight, six, five, one, eight, zero. <laughs> That was close. So the song is getting there. People are learning it slowly. Wait, do you remember when that guy called in and he had called the wrong number and he left explicit voicemails at like a restaurant during the day? Was that an old lady's bakery? Yes, and he was like, "I was sucking dick in the and And they called back and they were like, "Don't you ever leave a message like that again for me? How dare you? If you ever call back here, we're calling the police." Oh my god, work. What would happen if someone called and left you a nasty message, Alaska? It's probably pretty normal. I mean, honestly, we would probably play it on the podcast. That's what <laughs> that's what we would do. It would be immediate fodder and material. We love yeah. fodder. 
Um, well, welcome, welcome to welcome. Sloppy Seconds. Fodder queen. She's a fodder queen. Um, thank <laughs> you. It's so, it's so pleasant to be here. I live. Um... Okay. Okay, babies. We just wanted to pop in here and say. Okay, little baby. <laughs> we, okay, you tiny little fucking baby. <laughs> we, um, this is a great episode with Alaska. We had an amazing time. Uh, shout out to us for having a hundred episodes. We did do a hundred <laughs> episodes. <laughs> We did do a lot of like teasing that we were gonna do like a special Hanukkah episode, and that just sort of got away from us. So that we listen, we much did like the nothing holiday Hanukkah special, um, <laughs> things got a little out of control, and we didn't once talk about Hanukkah. No, nope. uh, I later found out that Alaska is not Jewish at all. I was just saying we should bring in someone big for this episode. She's also very small. <laughs> She's petite. No, she's, she's not. She's six foot one, out of heels. Is she really that tall, yeah. out of heels? She's but, just so thin. So just shout out to all my Jewish people out there. Um, tonight is the last night of Hanukkah, December 18th. Um, I don't have a food processor yet, so I did not make latkes. But I think I'll just make them in the new year, because I'm good at Listen, it. Listen, you know, I've already said this before, but my version of a latka is you just buy those tater tots. And then you stick them on a waffle iron or a panini press. Honey, it's crispy on the outside, mushy on the inside. I'm mad at that. That sounds great. All right, it's so delicious. I hope so. Every- enjoy this episode with Alaska. It's a wonderful time. Um, and goodbye. That's it. Um, and you know, we I'm so excited that we've made it to a hundred episodes. That feels like a big deal. Yeah. That is major, and it's huge, and it's really exciting. Meatball, you look amazing. I look what? You look amazing. Thank you. We're we're on um, Zoom. I'm lit by the sun. Well, you, are you, how, how old are you, may I ask? I'm 31. You just look, you look so, um, healthy and, and youthful and vibrant. Thank healthy, you so much. Healthy code for I fat. I think it's the weed and the sleep. <laughs> and, and the f- extra food <laughs> during these. Qu- I put on some pounds. It's filled out the lines. No more wrinkles. Oh, Just wait, no you know? No more wrinkles. As That's I mentioned before, I am in contact with Lady Maga. And you are- Wait a second. Wait a second. Who the fuck is Lady Maga? May exactly. I ask? Exactly. She is a drag queen from sh- Boston who was once- what? From sh- Boston. From Boston. I thought she was from Y Utah. I think she well, she used to perform in Boston under a different name like Rihanna or something. And then I guess when Trump was running for president, she changed her name to Lady Maga and she is Trump's supporting <laughs> drag queen. And she what? goes to all the million MAGA marches and she wears her her drag and her 19th century dress, the big old poofy one and walks around and just recently she went to a proud boys march and they were screaming shame at her and transphobic remarks towards her and uh, Mm. homophobic remarks and we're Mm. screaming at her and she's Mm. posting all this stuff saying like that the maga community is good but just those guys are bad so Uh... i want to talk to her about like why that is a new thought or why she thought that that was going to go well well, there are bad people on both sides. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and you're talking to one of them, baby. Ooh. There are bad people on both sides. Uh, that's fucking horrible. That's good. Bye. No. Yes, See, bye. now okay, the very so fact. We're going to hear from our boss what won't be happening. <laughs> bye. Bye. Something, Alaska, I learned from you is sometimes we want to talk about things because we think they're so sort of like shocking that a person would behave some way or like talk in some way or be and you often mm-hmm. this is something I've heard you say numerous times that I really appreciate is like don't even give it oxygen and I sort right. of love that idea when did yeah. that become like a thing that you because I'm sure you have people coming at you from every angle all the time well it's I mean it it really is the whole it's become the the you know, the MO of Trumpism is like, he, he does the shit storm of bullshit so that we have no choice but to talk about it. So he acts in a way that is so egregious and so outrageous and so offensive 
that he gets to eat up the brief minutes that are on like broadcast news or in newspapers. And so it's like, so that's become the the method of clogging up the system and it sucks. And it's, it's like, we should be talking about like important stuff. And if we stop talking about the guy who used to be president and now he's not going to be anymore. Hey. If we stop talking about him, then he, d- then he goes away. It's like right. Tinkerbell, you know? Ooh, that's true. Or in your case, Tinkle Bell. Twinker you know Bell. We can't talk about it. Tweak- Tweaker Bell. <laughs> oh no, it's Candy Muse News. Hey. Yeah. In this segment, we talk about Candace Musical. Our that new was. top 13, season 13 queen. Is she in top? She is in the top the 13. I can confirm it. I know we're not She's supposed to give away spoilers, 13. but she is in the top 13. She is in the top 13% of Confirmed. Queen season 13. What was it like working with Candace Musical on the song Sitting Long in the VIPs? Well, um, uh, you know, we had crossed paths a little bit, but we really, we didn't get to know each other until the song. And and I just, um, I she is really aptly named because she is a muse. I mean, she's very, very inspiring. And her confidence and like exuberance is contagious and like you can't help but just feel like energized by her i fucking live for her and i'm so excited to see her on drag race because she's one of those people who you know i mean she's a gift to drag race Mm -hmm. for sure and i know it's so challenging when people talk about oh she's like the this of whatever season but the only reason i'm going to compare her to alyssa edwards is i feel like she has that meme machine sort mm-hmm. of quality to her mm-hmm. that alyssa had when alyssa was on season 5 like already before she was even on tv everyone sort of knew about her and the memes and we do have to credit meatball a little bit for making that sitting alone thing into a meme. Well, you can credit me and kimchi because we did it together. <laughs> but I think that, I mean, Candy was a meme before that. Candy is like Jasmine Masters. She's right. She can just say one word and you're like, I would like a screenshot of that. I want to watch it on loop for 12 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's just something about her that is so, you're just drawn to her. Like you were saying her confidence and energy. And I remember working with her. It was really fun to watch her do her makeup see all the stuff that she used, and then she spent about... She spent more time putting on a human hair wig than she did putting on her makeup. I do remember that. (laughs) The human hair wig did take up a large portion of getting ready. Sounds like Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) When it's right. And it is right, honey. I want to talk about driving, drive-ins, driving across country. Okay. Okay. You did mm-hmm. a lot of those things recently. Yes. Um I'm I know that it seems like I did uh, so many drive-in shows. I you did, did two. I did 3. Oh, okay. Um in the entire pandemic, but <laughs> that's how like shows are but I was like I will drive to the edge of the earth. I will risk death. I will you know, I will do anything to get on a stage with a microphone so I can scream at people again. So they were like raindrops in the desert getting to do those shows and i'm really grateful and driving across the country um is wild this is i was gonna ask did you drive because of covid or was it just easier to take like a set with you in a car set? i don't know i mean her show's got a lot of people and stuff maybe they all drove together instead of flying or was it just covid well, it was COVID. I mean, at the mm. time, uh, that was for the Chicago show. Yeah. And at, I was like, I'm not getting on a fucking airplane at gunpoint at this point. Right. Like, I'm not doing it. Um, I have flown, but since then. But at the time, I was like, no, 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 no. And we just, we kind of wanted to do it. We wanted to have the experience of driving across the country. And the weather was nice. And um, this country is huge. It's so large. There are so many different, like, ecosystems within this giant country. 
And it yeah, was Yeah, I mean there's like a wild. lot of dead space in between here and Chicago. There's like once you get through Nevada and it's just like all desert for two days. Right. We went through Nebraska. Oh. And wanna see your child. Spe- speaking well, of what's her it name's like sake. being the mother to someone who loves a death drop. <laughs> I, you know, I taught her everything I know. And uh <laughs> You know, dancing is a huge part of our, you know, family. So, <laughs> the fuck way. You know, growing up, there was always dancing in the house. Um, just she, she and I are both natural dancers, and so yeah. I mean, I you know, I can't take complete credit for it, but it does. It is genetic. If she was wearing the hip pads you made her on season five, she didn't feel a thing when she slammed it to the floor. That was a oh, full no, square couch cushion that she landed softly upon to take a nap. You can rest a glass. Yes, on the side very of that. that. You know, girl. <laughs> Get me a turkey knife. Um, I want to talk a little bit about making music. Um, mm. because Candace so, music. You, Candace musical because you you are a prolific songwriter. You have you have three albums out now. Is that right? Four, three, four. Um, uh, three solo, solo albums right. and and a, um a couple like collaborative endeavors. And, and prior to Drag Race, when you performed in drag, would you lip sync all the time, or would you also sing live? It was always, um, it, whenever I, even when I first started, like, in West Hollywood, like, doing shows, it was always, like, the promoters would be like, I don't know, could could you could you possibly do a lip sync tonight? I was like, <laughs> always, I always wanted a mic in my hand because I like making noise. That was my first impression of a drag queen when I first saw a drag queen, and I believe her name was Amanda Love, and I believe she was in Morgantown, uh, West Virginia. And I walked in and she was on stage and she was, she was lip syncing and doing a number. And I was like, I was like, what? why isn't she singing? What's going on? I like didn't understand the art form of the lip sync. I was like, but she's just playing a song, but just like, she she is because I had seen like the birdcage and I thought it was going to be like everyone was going to be Nathan Lane and like, yeah. hello, my little sweeties. And uh. then like singing a song. So I was always wanting to make noise in a microphone. I, I that, still am. Um, reminds me of like so many times I get hired to do stuff and they they are hiring me as a drag queen, but they have no idea what I do. And then they're like, <laughs> and what songs are you going to be singing? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't sing, but like. We've already signed all the paperwork, so here we go. Like, you're just going to get a lip sync out of me. What, like, why is it that people, regular people think that all drag queens are singers? Like, I in my mind. Because of Alaska. They all used to think they were all lip syncers, and now this bitch come out here with three solo albums, and now they're like, well, I guess they all sing music about anus holes and vaginas. And don't get me, like, I love, now, like, I didn't understand at first, but now I'm like, I have so much respect for people who are the artists of lip sync mm-hmm. because it's infinitely harder to do than, than it is holding a mic in my hand. Like, it's, it's really, really hard to do that. And I fucking love watching a great fucking lip sync. But no, I, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> now, have you ever lip synced at a gig where the sound system was so bad it was like so quiet you could like hear your mouth moving? But the yes, you know I just I'm told talking. this story somewhere. I was at oh. um, the Rosemont oh. in New York, oh. and they it's a it's a club that has apartments above it. Nice. Oh, so right. they have to keep the noise level down. So, and this is my first time performing there. And so I was screaming at the DJ, like, turn it up! Turn it up! Like, during my lip sync. Oh, my God. Why don't we, in general, talk about club sound systems and lighting abilities? Because you are a person who prefers to have a live microphone, have an onstage monitor. You need that good tech to give that show. 
But we often play nightclubs in which yes. they like stand on this piece of plywood that is uh, uh, <laughs> resting on top of a pool table and part of Don't the bar. Don't talk about precinct like that. <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead and, and give your best try into this microphone we've got. Well, yes. And girl, luckily, I, you know, my training ground was the blue moon, which is. I mean, that's a bingo mic on on a on a box that's three by three. The dressing room is the kitchen. Your your mirror is a fucking pie pan. Like it's like it was like that. So anytime I get him, so I learn how to like sing without monitors, without you know, without a proper sound system at all, without any effects or anything. So I'm very grateful for that because you can hand me a fucking bullhorn and I guess I can make it work. However, my kryptonite is the voiceover option on microphones, which is the the system automatically ducks down the track so that whenever vocal goes into the mic, which is not what you want to hear, you want to hear my backing with my voice. Mm-hmm. You don't want the backing to disappear when my voice appears on the microphone. So when that happens at a gig, that has that's like the only time where I'm like, we need to, baby, we need to, <laughs> baby, we need to get it together before you want to sing. That's like, I, stop I the think, show. You can't do it. Yeah. I think I told this story once before, but I remember one of my, when I was in Chicago and I performed somewhere and there was like a new DJ and we had done a sound check and everything was fine. But then when it was my turn to go, of course, like. <laughs> No matter what I did, anytime I uttered a sound into the microphone, it was like the worst feedback you've ever heard. And then he like couldn't get my track to play. And it was just like he was unfamiliar with the the sound. And even though the sound check happened throughout the course of the night, other people were like playing tracks or plugging in and out their little guitar or whatever. And so it was fucked. And so I almost gave up, but it was the kind of space where it got quiet. It wasn't like a club club. So I stood up on a chair and I literally got everyone to like clap on a rhythm, Aww. which was challenging because it wasn't um, a lot of rhythm. It was a white people. audience. Yeah. And everyone was <laughs> clapping on beat. And then I just yelled. I just yelled a bunch of rap lyrics and it went over really well. But I was like, I could not do this at a nightclub. Right. Like, this was like an alt performance space. So I did that one time. Have you ever had to like, come up with some like really creative solve in the moment to like fix it. Yes, we always do it. And the the advice that the thing you don't do is you don't try to read the sound person because it never works. Yeah, that's terrible. Definitely don't yell at them about turning up the music. That's a bad idea. I would never. (laughs) Yeah, you would only. That's the only option. They literally, if you start going like, what the fuck, Brian, turn up the microphone. They go, it's time for my cigarette break and walk away. (laughs) You have to keep it positive, make a joke out of it and keep it upbeat and keep it moving. So like, even if it's like, I don't. Okay, the mic, I, the mic isn't. I don't know. The mic isn't working. So then maybe I'll just yell really loud. I've, you know, I've done that. Mm-hmm. You, you try to, you try to make it work. But the, but the times that I've gotten like frustrated or pissed off, and, I, and I'm like, it never works. The audience yeah. goes, okay, we're done here. Right. <laughs> you well, want- it's like. It's like being at like a like a family dinner and like your your aunt is getting like way too upset about the line she waited in at Target and you're like, I don't want to listen to that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think no. that's like similar to what Jinx said uh, like a couple weeks ago about roast. She was like, you always have to be like upbeat and happy, even if everything's going yeah. wrong. The minute you're mean on the mic, you start to lose the audience. If you're mean oh, to the yes. co-host, if you're mean to someone there, you're losing yeah. them because they're not going to be on your side for long. Or if Definitely. you're Derek Barry, you um, just get blackout drunk and start talking on the mic. Listen, and roast. y'all all come for that, but uh, she's the one I remember from that roast. You that, know what I mean? I remember that's that, true. and I remember Trixie's racist joke, and those are the two things I remember. <laughs> that Derek set is so iconic. It is. It truly is. I lip synced it once. It doesn't make any sense. 
You're trying to figure out what kind of joke she's saying. It doesn't make... She was trying to say that Trixie's eye makeup was yellow like pee. That was the punchline. <laughs> That's the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, you're one of those queens that can kind of do everything. And you... Do you write all of your own roast jokes? No, I don't. <laughs> A bunch of them. But I like to... Especially... Like, I think in the beginning, I was always writing my own my own stuff but now i'm like no there's so many like talented people that are way fucking better at this stuff that that i can like you know hire to fucking write some jokes for me so now it's like a mixture and then even if like somebody writes a joke for me i still have to like put it in my own voice so it makes sense but no i love having writers girl i did that show what after midnight that comment, I don't oh, know. At it was midnight, yeah. Or at midnight, yeah. And honey, let me tell you, oh, it was the best. I felt so funny because before they they assign you a writer who comes in and they're like, here, um, you're going to tell a total of four jokes. Here's 12 jokes and you get to choose the ones that you like and go for it. That was fabulous. That uh, the unfuckable Kimmy Schmidt. I had nothing to do with it, but I got to take all the credit for it because I got to say it. Yeah, I loved I, it. Yeah, I actually just I'm paying someone right now for the first time to write me jokes, and I was talking to them, and I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm cheating. This is the first time I've ever done this, and they were like, It's not cheating. You're just like tired of your own cooking, and sometimes someone else Gee. has to cook dinner, wow. and you still get to eat it, and it's gonna be great, but it's like you get all the pleasure of doing it, and I was like. That's all it is. I'm so tired of having to do everything for myself. Exactly. Joan Rivers fucking ha- had writers. It's like she largely wrote a lot of her own shit, but she had a fucking team of writers. So well, th- this it's... is, I mean, this is, yeah, this is something that w- I talk about a lot of times with like writing music is that after you've done it for a little bit, it, it, and it, I think it applies with everything, fashion, music, whatever, mm-hmm. jokes, if you're building a brand after you've done it for a while, you laid the groundwork, but you're so inside of the machinery that mm-hmm. sometimes you sort of lose sight of what it is. But if you built such a strong brand, I think a lot of people who like love you, Alaska, could look at five jokes on a sheet of paper and go, oh, those two are Alaska jokes because you've sort of created such a strong thing. And so when other people come and say like, oh, I wrote a song that's a perfect Alaska song or these jokes are great for Alaska or whatever, it's like it's because you laid the groundwork and sometimes – you're so mixed up in the inside of it that you sort of can't see it. I had someone just write me a song recently and I was like, this is incredible. And he was like, well, actually you've said all of these things and you just like, I'm just putting them together into this one thing. And then I rhymed a bunch of words and I was like, this is the most me song that's ever happened. And you wrote it, bro. That's fierce. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's like, it's sort of like a proof of concept of what you've built. T. T. And okay. on that, let's go to a break. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Wait, are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay. Uh- she was talking about uh, at 12 minutes. Uh, um, I like to ask like sort of larger philosophical questions. So here is my sort of second act question to you. Okay. Do you know Wicked? I do. And it Have took you ever me seen it? It took me so yes, a couple of times, a few times. Ooh. Um and I it took me a very long time to get into it. Um, because I was like, oh my god, like in college, the I had friends who would like put on the soundtrack and sing it. And I was like, "You need to turn this off. I'm going to kill you." And now, you know, now I love it. Yes. Who's your favorite? Or where did you see it? You saw it in. I saw it in the UK. Um, I saw Ooh. it over here. Um, I don't know. I've seen it a few times. Do they use I'm British so accents in the UK? Uh, yes, like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because it's not like it's Oz, so it could be anywhere, so it's not like an American, thing. yeah, yeah. You know it's what could have used the British accent? The Grinch live on NBC. Oh, that could have used some lifted up. That was shit. I know we already talked about it, but I'm still mad. I'm still so mad about it. All right, what was your big philosophical question, though? Okay, so I we we uh, when we hopped on the call, Meatball said, uh, you know, loved your in the know mini doc, and Meatball also shot one with them, which will be coming out soon or might be out later this time. week, I think. Yeah, okay, so maybe this is out, but you know, in that we 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 get to see you both in and out of drag. You use both, mm-hmm. you know, your Alaska name and your other name, and 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 my question to you is. I mean, you're in this sort of like elite uh, group of people who've competed on one of the most recognizable and famous television franchises in the world. Um, You have a global fan base. Do you ever feel like you get lost in Alaska? (laughs) And do you feel, what has your evolution been as Justin next to Alaska? Are you more confident than you were before? Do you feel like Justin mm. was more of a person when you were younger and now you're sort of lost into Alaska? Like, I'm curious about sort of managing both of those um, personas and how they've evolved over the years as your career has grown. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean. Um, okay. Uh, no. no the, well, great question. <laughs> the personas, like, aren't really that different at all except it's way easier to get into justin drag because there's not as much shit glued to myself but like (laughs) essentially they're the same thing but um alaska's like more um fun to photograph um uh, and look at so i like 
I feel more, um, I feel more secure with myself, like outside of drag now in my life, like as I've gotten older and I really value like having time to like rest and step away from it. Whereas like when drag race happened, it's like such a maelstrom and like such a fucking all consuming thing that it's like, you don't even I, like, I didn't even have a, a life outside of it. It was like, it was like I was in drag doing the thing and then that's all. So like now, no, I like to, I like to have days of rest where I don't wear, I don't wear any, any hair pieces. I've taken off all my rings. I'm not wearing any makeup. I'm just <laughs> a guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, remember on that? On your podcast, you mentioned that you were filming your In the No Thing for like 16 hours. Bitch. What was, what was your day for them? Because mine was out of control. It is. It's like a really long shooting day. And God bless them. I mean, everyone was really lovely and really fierce. And like the safety protocols were outstanding. Like it was, it was really lit. Everyone was really professional. But like I also had to go do a show and it was my first yeah. show that I had done in several months. And there was a, a lot of, I, like I was, I had a lot going on. I, <laughs> I, fucking threw a bitch fit, which I'm glad that it didn't make it into the featurette because they were like, I was like trying to get in drag really, really fast. Cause I was, I had no time. Cause I had been sitting there doing interviews for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and there's a camera in my face and they're like, can you talk about this? Wait, can you wait? Can you slowly put on the mascara? Um, while we get a close up of that, I'm like, Okay. All right. No, I need to, you. Yeah, please, we just we need to wrap it up, and I'll see you at the show because literally, I like I. It is. It's they, a lot. <laughs> they did a similar thing to me where they made me get in the drag to film something, and then they're like, "And so you can take that off, and you can get back in the drag, so we can film you getting in the drag." And I was what? like. Well, I thought, why didn't we just what? sure I'll do it and then they made me get out of that drag into more drag to go roller skate ride my motorcycle and then shoot fist giving I had to get in yeah, and out of yeah they drag were with her times. while we were shooting fist giving they were in the house filming while we were doing the live stream oh my god see I never would have known but they went to you could hear all my fist. They were screaming downstairs. You could, but you, <laughs> how was it preparing for that live show? Because you hadn't done a live show in months. I'm assuming it was a lot. And initially, I this is how I always start. I'm always like, all right, we're gonna keep this super easy. We're just gonna keep it so. <laughs> so easy and so simple and then like i'm like okay we're gonna add like 14 looks and then we're gonna do like interlude videos and then we're gonna no we need dancers though as well oh so i have to learn the choreography so so it was like it was a lot i i always try to keep it simple but i never do and but i mean it was really really fucking cool and fun well you like to do a show stop and number that's why and it was show stopping and it's it's incredible that you were able to maintain the energy level that you had for the entire show oh wasn't it, it really was, hot that day it was God, super fucking died. hot we were like standing outside the car stopping. like crisping up in the sun and you were facing the sun you were it like was on show stage stopping because we had sun. to stop the show what <laughs> It was show stopping because we had to stop the show. Oh yeah, one moment you died. Did, you, did, you did. You did. You said, "Hold on, one minute. I need I a almost, water." I almost died. I was like, "Wait, why did we put eight numbers on one track with no break, and it's the sun is blaring on us?" Or yeah. what? Hold on, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute, Miss Ma'am. Um, I have a question about acting. Okay. Because you studied acting in college. We talked to you on our um, podcast that must not be named from a while back. Before we did a hundred full episodes of Sloppy Seconds. Oh, work. Um, Don't even. They don't need the listens. We talked about your history (laughs) 
um, and that you did a Shakespearean production of Pericles in which you got into drag. And, yeah. Oh, um, my God. So you studied acting in college. Now, do you have – is there still some part of you that's like, what if I could be an actor? Like, not that you aren't an actor, but, like, what if you could just, like, do the acting route that other people – do like do you have any interest if someone was like hey i think you'd be great for this part in a movie or this part on a tv show and like not in drag just come in and do the acting role like does that even interest you yes i'd love it i would love it and but it's the like hard work that actual actors have to do that i that i find intolerable and that i (laughs) that's why i didn't get into it don't you think that's the same? Like you're putting the same amount of work into like choreo and writing songs and doing putting on like a sh- one hour live show. That's it's different kind of work though because it's not the like sad horrible rejection that that real actors have to go through. It's like auditioning and not hearing back and then not doing anything. It was like all that was like why I got into drag. I was like. I'm not going to get any fucking roles. I'm a fucking skinny fucking gay fag with fucking facial piercings and a fucking mohawk. Like, I'm not going to get any roles in Los Angeles. So I might as well fucking, I have to do something or I'm going to like lose my mind. So I did drag just to like keep myself sane but no, I mean, if it was like, if someone came to me and was like, hey, there's a really great role and you should come do it. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Offer only. You hear that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? If you're making a web series, a fun TikTok video, a short form Instagram post, and you want Alaska to act in it. No, I'm just kidding. Girl. <laughs> I actually wrote, I'm, I'm writing this. a script for you. It's called Hurricane Alaska. And it's based on <laughs> oh. a famous film <laughs> From another it's called queen, Tornado Alaska. Tornado Alaska. It's a very <laughs> serious a drama. Role, oh my Alaska. god, it's been up. That's good. I should have waited. Actually, write that. No, I'm just <laughs> um, okay, so let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. Black. Black. Sorry. Let me be your star. Oh, sorry. We don't need to take it back. Sorry, sorry. As we're sitting here in um in recording this, I believe you have a new music video premiering in 17 minutes. Is that um, true? No, it's like four hours. An hour and oh. 17 minutes. An hour and 17 minutes. At noon. At noon. I cannot wait. Yeah, as of as of press time, um, yes, it's coming out really soon, and it's really really cute. It's an animated music video. I know. I saw the little clip of your animation. It looks like you're like a Sims character. It's it so is. Good. Uh, and, and I was like a little trepidated. Oh yeah, the the song is called "Let It Snow." I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's called "Let It Snow." Ivan and Peter mix, and it's really really good. What is that? Oh, man. Oh, it's from Amanda Lepore, the Amanda lipstick. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Wait, Michael, check the mailbox. Oh, nope. I didn't get one. No. Nope. I, don't, I don't think oh, I got show one. Show it. I ordered one. Oh, look at the sticker. It's like lips. Oh, my God. What the fuck is that? <gasps> Did, is that for me? Press kit. Press kit. Oh, my God. PR Okay. List. This is Amanda Lepore's new lipstick, which um, I'm really excited about. I rarely wear red lips, but I was like, you always need a good red lip in your Mm -hmm. kit. And she does a duo of red, um, red lipstick and lip gloss. And it's on her website, amandalepore.com. And I ordered them. It comes in a little like velvet sachet bag. It does. A little sachet. And oh my god, uh, look at that! That's a good red. Oh, that's a geez. great red. That looks luxe in that gold uh, tube. Gold tube, luxe, looking like a million bucks, and a red gloss in case you want to be sultry. Wow! Work, Amanda Lavore. Amazing, and she sells like Swarovski ones that 
um, she swore off skis the whole fucking lipstick herself, and it's like six hundred dollars. I was like, I don't, I don't think I need, I don't need that, but (laughs) I want these. That's not the fantasy you need in your home. I could get some preciosas. Um, Alaska does not do rhinestones. Um, no, that's no, I do. Some, that's a little Miss Gigi good, that's right? Gigi good. She, Gigi does not do. Gigi does not do rhinestones. rhinestones. She does buttons. She does buttons. Yes, she, I sometimes there are these like weird blind spots I have because, and we've talked about this before, like when we on Race Chaser, when we talk about like makeover challenges, and you're like, oh, that's the pretty one. I'm like, how can you tell? It's because like I don't do makeup, so I don't understand like what the, but to me, aren't rhinestones? Gigi was like, I don't do rhinestones. I do glitter, and I'm like, isn't rhin does isn't rhinestones like a step up from glitter? Glitter's like plastic dust but then like rhinestones are actual like stones is that not Am i, I think there's like a thing right now where like fashion girls believe that rhinestones like cheapen an outfit like the outfit itself should shine on its own without like needing oh, sparkles so but fashion. in my mind i'm like I-, I don't know i'm from theater i'm from the theater world and i'm like if you could put a button on it or something that's sparkly to draw my attention i'm there i right. love it yeah and I, yeah, it just comes down to like, is it, is this a job for rhinestones or is this a job for glitter or is this a yeah. job for fucking no sparkle, you know? Or hot all, glued uh, shards of uh, Christmas ornaments. Girl, it's always a job for that. It's always time <laughs> okay, for that. Okay, so uh, uh, Let It Snow, you've got the song out, the music video, so check that out for everyone. Uh, and it's listening. really, really... It's really, really good. I was, I was, I was trepidatious about doing a, an animated music video because, and this is why. And Meatball, maybe you remember this. Maybe you remember this dip. But when Britney was like going through like the blackout period, Break I ice. was, I was obsessed, and I was following everything she did. I was follow, I was looking at Perez Hilton every day to see the paparazzi pictures. Every single thing she did, I was obsessed. And then it was like, oh, my God, she's putting out a new music video for Break the Ice. Oh, my God. And then the video came out and it was like an animated sort of like anime style video. And I was I was really disappointed because I just wanted to see Britney. So I was trepidatious. I don't want people to be like, oh, Alaska's not even in it. But I figure like. You've seen, you know what you know what Alaska looks like. This is a piece of art. This animator did it, such an amazing job, and it's really yeah. funny and really like dumb. And uh, um, I really like. I'm excited. And you've been doing. You did another recently another song with like another duo of people, didn't you? Same people. Oh, Ivan and Peter. Right? Yeah, we did a song called Pool Party over the summer. It has like six words. They they wrote it and they asked me to be on, and I was like, "Sure." <laughs> said six really words, good. just like the chorus. Words, I'll do it. Just like the chorus yeah. of "Greedy." Shea Coulee pointed out that only has six words. Greedy. When she said that at the reunion, I was like, "Okay, Shay, you came to make some television." She was like, "What was the it chorus that she screamed?" Words. When she was clapping at the girls, she said, "Who's after peppermint?" Oh, yeah, right. You're right. Why are you all acting brand new? Who's after Peppermint? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's producing the show. She's like trying to get the girls back on stage. That has nothing to do with like. Okay, so now that we're talking about Drag the Race. The one. How has your experience been doing Race Chaser? We've been doing this for so long now. It is a blessing and it's a gift and I love it very, very much. And I have so much fun doing it. Wait, do I need to watch episodes of Drag Race for today's episode? Fuck. Two. Two. One's oh the clip Wow, you're gonna be like Willem. No, I you'll am. have to be, it'll be we're 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 nearing the end of this, and then you'll have perfect time to watch back to back. You have to watch the top three and then the clip package from season five. Oh my lord. You know, I've <laughs> this has happened before where I've had to cram, but if you like if you skip ahead over the previously last uh-huh. week, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I I believe in you. Yeah, also, it's a season of television you were on, and the second episode you have to watch is a clip package recapping that season of television. You'll be fine. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, and that also brings us to mom. We've recently sort of done our like like push. Yeah, shown everyone the promo photos where Alaska is uh, proudly um, mask up, care about one another, be yourself, believe in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We were all wearing masks that day, except on the background for the photos with Sean Vladella. Vladella, Vladella, because I'm just dyslexic. We looked at the final photos, and Alaska was like. Oh yeah, I took my a mask. My photos all were wearing a mask. Though. I did, um, and I stand behind it. I stand by. It. I stand behind it. It's great. You're letting people know that we care about COVID protocols over here at Mom. Girl, you know, you, Valentina called it. She predicted it. She did. So, how many of the girls do you think? Well, how many girls have contacted you based on like opinions that you and Willem have had on the podcast? It's Is very there rare. Whose feelings have been hurt. It's very rare because I think if we hurt anyone's feelings, they would just be like, "Fuck those bitches! I don't want to talk to them." I don't like, <laughs> but I also don't think that we've hurt a lot of feelings because most of the things that all, I mean, we try. I don't try to say anything that I wouldn't say to somebody's face in a dressing room. Like, and mm-hmm. we're. You know, we're talking about Drag Race and we're joking about it. And that's like what we do. So I don't think we say anything that's that like scandalous or like horrible. We're usually coming at it from this. We're on the side of the girls going through the show and we because we know how hard it is and how much work it takes to go in there and put yourself out there like that. Hmm. Speaking of dressing rooms, do you think that Willem threw Alona's uh, powder on the floor? I'm just kidding. You know, (laughs) this, no, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what happened with that. And I, I don't, that, that's why I wanted to have Ilona on the show because I know that sometimes misunderstandings happen and you can remember something a, a certain way and feel really like upset or like unfortunate about it. And then you have a discussion with someone and like, like Neo, like, um, like Tyra Banks and, mm. um, Naomi and, Campbell. and Naomi, Naomi Smalls. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, they, they were like, uh, Tyra was like, you terrorized me. And then Naomi was like, I was being terrorized in my own way. And this is how I remember it happening, you know? So, like, usually these things can be sort of, like, resolved or at least, like, come to an understanding about it. And an apology can happen. And now it's, like, not going to happen, unfortunately, because I think Alona doesn't want to do it because she thinks that it's just, like, just about, like, drama or whatever. But, like, I literally, I really wanted... I, I really wanted like a resolution because I don't know what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And neither does Willem. Well, something I was going to say about sort of how you both speak on the show is like, I also feel like the timing was right to start the show. Like you were yeah. both so far enough away that you could have, like, we all know that like Willem has had sort of like public um, and private disputes with, any number of people related to the show and has talked about it. I loved on season four, when y'all were recapping season four, to hear the joy that he had with yeah. challenges and his experiences. And like anytime the show was really great and the both of you just like celebrate it. Like I I think that is like the beautiful thing about the show is that had you both done it moments after being on it, the yeah. podcast wouldn't have the sort of like nostalgia and reverence that it does. And then also the the sort of like, you know, air quotes criticism or like, you know, entertainment of the of the sort of like talking shit about the challenges every once in a while or like whatever. That's funny because you both work in Hollywood and so you've been around the block. You have this wasn't the <laughs> one and only time you were ever on a TV set. So you're able to sort of have a lightheartedness to it. So that's what I think. Um, I think people really connect with Race Chaser and, you know, 
I'm happy that to be working on it and all of that. I am all right, too. don't cry. Oh, I like um, listen. <laughs> it's time for our final segment, Meatball. It is. It's time for Fuck Talk. It's a segment where we get a little freaky deaky and we talk about some embarrassing or uncomfortable sex experiences in our past. Work. Have you ever had sex? <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> at Cannot this time. confirm nor deny. Dipper, do you have any weird or uncomfortable sex stories? Well, yes, of course I do. We know that everyone thinks that this is a therapeutic moment for me to air my um, sexual addictive behavior and past trauma. Uh, that's what everyone says. That yeah. I, and then I, they say that I judge you for yeah. living your best life. So and I heard, really you, I heard my favorite you guys. Segment. I heard you I guys hate each other in real life. So I don't. You know. I mean. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I wanted to. Um, I didn't. I didn't sort of think of anything ahead of time. I was thinking back to, um, college, and like when I was so scared of sex. Did either of you have like, like a moment where you were like psyching yourself out from having sex? Like I remember in college, I don't, people know, would- I don't think. People would hit on me, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You must be mistaken. Like, you must not. that That's not meant for me. And I would, like, I would basically curve them away from me because I was too scared to have yes. sex. That and- used to happen to me a lot. I used to do that. Me and my friends would go out drinking and partying in when we lived in New York, and we would go to shitty places like the Ritz and stuff and people would come and hit on me but I was I would always be like Ew, what is this guy trying to talk to me for like what, what is like, going oh he on? wants to put his dick and in I was like butt. this what is this hot guy doing talking to me like I was down like I just yes. wasn't doing it and then I would turn to my friends and I'd be like they're dumb anyway glad that we're all together and then my friends would all end up hooking up with someone and leaving and I'd be like why am I always alone <laughs> very did you ever loud. have that experience or were you like you were like raw dogging at 14 I didn't know. Little... Did you raw dog at 14? <laughs> if we can't have Lady Maga, I'm getting my Peabody today. Did you raw dog uh, at 14? I did not because, you know, when I was first starting to like figure out what sex was, it was like, if you don't, if you're not using a condom, you will die. You will die. Mm-hmm. And everyone you've ever known will also die instantly. Um, it, so it was like, I was really, really scared. Luckily I was very scared into like, um, always using condoms. So, um, it wasn't until many years later that I started raw dogging. Um, (laughs) um, but no, I mean that, that like insecurity of like not understanding what like hitting on someone is, it was like, yes. And that's part of like figuring it out. And I think it's worse now because now we have this, you know, now we have a phone to hide behind. Mm -hmm, And it's like, like in real life, somebody is, you know, giving you no vibes and and giving you nothing. And then they then you leave and then they start texting you like some sexual ass. Like, I want to get, you know, yes, you know, what is that? I hate that. It's. It well, everything is exaggerated on a fuck. I just got the I just got the new iPhone, so this is very Ooh, um, very a big deal. Um, I don't even have a case for it yet. I'm I'm raw that's, dogging that's my how phone. I know you're rich. Hell yeah, that's how I know you're rich because you don't put a case on your iPhone. Raw dogging with my iPhone right now, but it goes to that like everything is heightened and exaggerated. That's why on Twitter it's like, oh my god, I can't breathe. This is so funny. I'm rolling on the floor. I'm dying laughing, and the and then the person, the actual person at home is just half asleep. Typing yeah, that exactly. everything is heightened and exaggerated when it comes to the phone. So that goes for sex as well. It's like. Oh my God, I can't wait for you to fucking pound my fucking do this and do that. And then you get in real life and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> or they're, they're giving two bumps and roll over and take a nap. Right. Right, right, right. I recently had that experience. Some guy texted me, shout out if you're listening, because um, I enjoyed our textual exchange, but texted me one of the, did I say this already? A photo with the invisible ink. Did we talk about this? 
No, oh, and it like slowly disappears. Yeah, and then you like you like rub your finger on it, and it like appears. So he texted that to me, and it was like his body and like his his um his penis. Well, no, he body yaddy 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 yaddy. So he sent me that photo just out of the blue, and was like, was thinking about you, and I was like. Why w- the last time, you know, he's someone that I've met like doing shows out in a, out, out in town. So I was like, mm-hmm. why the last time was I there? You didn't let me fuck you because I, last time I was there, I was like, let's have sex. And he was like, yeah, great. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it was one of those things where it's like, if you don't come over right now, it's not going to happen because I'm too busy while I'm here. Yeah. And so we like texted back and forth. And then he proceeded to just be, it was like so much naughty talk. He sent me all these videos of his ass, his ass, like Ooh. just everything. And I'm sitting there going like, you're literally in another state. You're across the country. We're not going to hook up. I'm not going to have phone sex with you. I'm sitting here working, but we're carrying on an entire sort of sexual thing, like casually on the side while I'm like doing other things and it is so interesting that that whole sort of sexual experience can live just like in a text thread mm-hmm. and guess what I haven't interacted with him for six or nine months I probably won't interact with him for you know 16 months if mm-hmm. if you not a few years but we had that little moment on the phone which I find interesting I I mean that's crazy to me because in my mind I mean, as a, as who I am, I'm not sending out a bunch of nudes to people, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Wait, just what do you casu- mean? You just... <laughs> I just have all these sex just, I just leave those alone. Those, <laughs> are, those, are for, those are for if you ever need to Hold identify it. my body. Ah! Now, um, <laughs> what I don't understand is, like, once you send a picture of your naked body, if... If it's just supposed to be that one person, then anybody could have it. Like, that person can share it to anybody. Yeah. So in order, to, like, I'm like, look at my naked body in person. Do You're never going to get a picture of it. Right. So to be so free on the internet to be like, look at this hole, look at this hole, but then, like, not want to do anything in person is so wild to me. Yeah. And I mean. Because then there's collateral. Right. Exactly. And. I think that's why it's a huge part of why, like they say that the younger generation is having less sex than, you know, than like our generation, because I think this creates the phone creates so much like it's just a constant ambient, like sexual energy. And Mm. maybe that's, maybe that's enough. Somebody very wisely said to me once the biggest sexual organ is your brain and Mm -hmm. so it's like this stimulates your brain in a way that maybe that guy sending you a nude that was all the like sexual attention and you know stimulation he needed and that was enough i want to put constant ambient sexual energy into a little oil (laughs) diffuser and just let that go that's what fucking grinder is it's like Mm, I can see some, oh, ooh, people want me and, oh, there's people I could have. And okay, I'm done. That's enough. Yeah, set yeah. it you know? down and turn on Netflix and binge the unfuckable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we've made it to the end of our show. We appreciate, or as you would say, we appreciate, appreciate. you so much for being on the show, for um, being the exec- one of the executive producers of our show, in fact. <gasps> You know, I, you know, I, really at the end of the day, all I really want to do is produce. I, I really do. That's my, that's my dream. Um, <laughs> no, it's so such a pleasure. Everyone Thank check you. out uh, Let It Snow by Alaska, yes. the Ivan and Peter mix and the animated music video. Um, yes. Anything else? Or don't you, we, I mean, we have a Race Chaser live stream coming up on the 21st. Mm-hmm. But then you also have like a big New Year's Eve thing, right? New Year's Queens. There's like going to be a whole bunch of drag queens and I'm going to be hosting it live with Bob the Drag Queen on the West Coast. So we're going to be like in the studio doing like time zone after time zone. Just like counting down. Yeah, it is. So you're going to ring in 2021 a few times. Many, many, (laughs) many, many, many times. And then so, after you watch that with Alaska, you can head on over to Grinder's Instagram Live, where ooh. I will be watching the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race. Work on Instagram yes. Live. On Instagram Live. Go. And then, oh my gosh. I guess like two days before that, you can watch me on Growlers. My, I have a Christmas show on Growler. I'm. I I hope I don't get sued for working for competing companies. 
Did you read your contracts? Because I know you didn't. <laughs> I did, and it didn't say it. It said I couldn't do any in-app stuff for Grinder, but I could do oh, out you, of Oh, but you're on their out of app. I'm on their wow. Instagram, so I could be in. Wow. Anywhere. That's Girl, how you make it work it. in Hollywood, diva. That's fierce. Amazing. Okay. Uh, go watch Alaska's In the Know. Mine should be out too. Sisters. Okay. <laughs> in the And our Christmas, the... Uh, that came out mom. this week. Uh, okay, goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email at SloppySecondsPodcast at gmail.com or call in with your fuck talk story. Alaska, do you want to sing the song? I'll send you the actual number. You sloppy little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you rotten little fucks, you fucking little fucks, you fucking little fucks. No, <laughs> You sloppy little fuck to you, nothing little fuck to you, rotten little fuck. Two, one, three, five, three, six, nine, one, eight, zero. Yeah! You got, you're too good at it. No, why is everyone better? Um, you can follow me and Big Dipper on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and at Spiciest Meatball. I'm on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which now come out every Tuesday and Friday. Doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>